morning, and thank you for being with us today. You are listening to An Artist Speaks, presented by Contemporary Art Gallery Online. Contemporary Art Gallery Online represents tomorrow's art giants today. You can visit us at contemporaryartgalleryonline.com, and there you can view and purchase great works of contemporary art. Check out our monthly art contest and our blog as well. Today, our guest is John Longo. John resides in New Mexico, and he is a professional musician, luthier, or guitar builder, and he is an image manipulator. John has a BA in music with a minor in industrial manufacturing. John began manipulating photographs while on the road playing with his band. And while in Mexico, John was taught to look at images beyond their traditional physical presence. John's personal statement, through pictures, symbols, and totems, I see the spirit of the image. I then manipulate the image to speak what I see. I hope these images stop you and make you think differently. Good morning, John, and welcome to An Artist Speaks. How are you doing all this morning? Doing well, thank you. Well, John, tell our audience a little more about yourself. Originally from California, I was raised out there, and I moved out here to New Mexico just basically take a different insight on where I was at. Having a good time at it, a lot of things opened up for me when I moved out here, and uh, with my music and, and my image uh, work, everything's going good here. Well, that's wonderful. Glad to hear that. How did you discover art, John? I was in, um, geez, um, I had a clarinet beaten in my head for about 12 years, and uh, the form of a music art was with a teacher that I had real early on. Then I just went into um, uh, school art. I was drawing. I did a lot of drawing stuff, anything that, you know, just took a, take a picture and look at it or, or any kind of pictures to draw. Then uh, junior high school, I got into that and went just followed up with it, and it just seemed natural. Then I went into high school, did the same thing, got into architectural work, still stayed in my music. Basically, I just, uh, music art, art or music itself, uh, that's how I stayed into it. It just became a natural, something that was always there. Um, my parents, they weren't really into the uh, art thing. They were pretty, uh, as a lot of parents are, some of them, or, you know, they don't, uh, mm-hmm. they encourage you, um, but... Uh, you know, mine were like that. They're industrialists. <laughs> <laughs> well, describe your uh, artwork for us, John. The artwork, the the picture manipulations is based off of uh, the sacred geometry. But what it is is taking the right hand, the left hand side image, and manipulating it to the center where it creates a totem. When I came out to New Mexico, I uh, I've always seen these little images. Being native, uh, my and regions are different, um, but it all basically became the same within who you talk to in medicine people and how they would look in a fire and they would basically see the right and left-hand side image. And in a lot of uh, indigenous philosophy, they basically, people used to see like that all the time. And I don't want to spread sage everywhere, so to speak. You know, that's what I was seeing. I always seen that stuff when I was a little kid and I met a... Uh, an uh, individual for he's Quinault. His name is Roger Colty. He was doing this stuff for years. I met him, and you know, I was explaining him what I was seeing. Then he basically tested me on a few things, so to speak. And uh, we started with the uh, Mayan calendar. The Mayan calendar is a little bit different what people interpret it now these days in relationship to the sacred geometry. And we he showed me what the uh, true codex were. He was more into the ancient side going 
going down to the ancient art, down to the colloquial, colloquy, um, and Quetzalcoatl art. Then I went contemporary because he found some, you know, he didn't like what the contemporary pictures uh, portrayed. So I went that route. And when I took the contemporary route, I didn't just do one particular thing. Um, I started with uh, old images, old uh, uh, photos that some people call um, spirit-taker images, so to speak, and the old box uh, photos, which uh, have a lot of detail in it when you take a picture for black-and-white pictures. And uh, I started with that. And when I started with that, I noticed that um, one picture out of the process that I do it produces a different picture. So when I do a picture... One picture can create up to 60 different images on the uh, totem aspect. There's another way of doing it, too, and that's rotation of the same right and left-hand side image. I haven't done that yet because right and standard right and left-hand side that I do just takes a lot of – it's just a lot of pictures that are there that what you when you create them. Basically, uh, that's how I started with that, and I just kept on doing it. When I was on the road – with my band, I played with uh, an actor, and when I had no time in doing it, I just pumped out pictures, and I developed a technique where I just pump out 60 at a time, then I would uh, finish them out, and I noticed that I have thousands of different images, and I can do fire, stuff comes out in fire, um, Mars, anything that has a uh, life to it, uh, a tree, a flower, anything that was alive, portrays an image and that's what I capture on there and I basically tell people that it's bait it's 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 the spirit of the picture the picture of what you see is just coming out of it um some pictures don't do that that I noticed but that's an inanimate object but some inanimate objects with there is something that happened to them does something so that's pretty much that in a nutshell on there I keep on doing it I look for different pictures I take pictures um, I'm going out to Chaco Canyon sometime next week to take some pictures there and see what comes out of the, the pictures and what I take. Well, it's very fascinating. Uh, are there messages that you're trying to convey in your artwork? Uh, I'm not really looking for a message. It's just what you see. You always hear the cliche, um, seeing is believing, you know, um, right. when it comes to people talking while well, they're in reference to, well, you know, how can that be? Well, okay, well, here, here's a picture. This is what I'm doing. Boom, boom, there it is. I can't explain it. I don't know what exactly what it is, but it's distinctive and it's there. And that's what I get out of it. And every picture produces a different uh, image. But I notice with some older pictures of uh, some medicine people, people of religion, there are distinctive images that come out the same. Same with uh, in the lunar pictures, the moon, Mars, Pluto, whatever, the Hubble telescope or whatever images wow. that they have, there is the same distinctive image that's there. My uh, mentor, so to speak, uh, Roger Colty, they've done stuff on Jupiter. They've done Jupiter. Geez, the, uh, the nebulas that are out there, um, a lot of stuff is all in relationship to the same thing. And um, that's what I've noticed with the art. Really interesting because every picture is different. You know, every situation is different. As I would, as I said before, I don't know what they are in the middle, but it's a distinctive picture. And that's another thing altogether is to go to the region where these pictures or these items are at and trying to find someone that actually knows what it's all about. Yeah. 
So it's a whole learning process, you know. I mean, it's a whole new different thing after that. Okay, I got this here. This is the distinction of the picture. This is what it is. Okay, what is it exactly telling about? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the um, indigenous cultures, they read off of that. That's how they communicated with uh, other different cultures in itself. And we're finding out that this one that came from Mexico, and there's another process to this when you use a, a crystal ball and it comes out with a three-dimensional image. And we found out that one, this one out of uh, Chichen Itza, Mexico, is a definite Olmec head that's in there. I mean, where did that come from with that in relationship to this art? So there's, a, there's just a whole open facet with everything on this. Well, that's very intriguing. So, I mean, I live in eastern Maryland where I'm in farm country, and we have all these red barns throughout the area. So if you take a picture of a red barn, then you, you can manipulate that to, to get your statistics in different images? Yeah, I, yeah. If it's, I, what I notice is it's older stuff, stuff that's been sitting there for like 80, 90, 100 years, because there's, um, you know, vegetation that grows around there. The trees are alive. The grass is alive. Images come out in, in, in grass. You know, um, right. <laughs> you know something like that. You know, anything that has any type of life that I'm noticing with this art house. And there's. Now, do you use uh, black and white solely? Do you also use uh, colored images or color photographs everything, to manipulate? Everything, everything. There's lives in cemeteries, and it's just there's things that come out of there. You know, and it's just black and white cemeteries, old cemeteries. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just. Black and white, it works with every type of imaging that's out um, that you take a picture of. I've done pictures of myself. Pictures that I've done myself is actually I manipulated it to where I look like now because I uh, a year and a half ago I was 125 pounds overweight, and I did those pictures a year before I went on when I found out that I was diabetic and I lost all that weight, and here it is down to picture number 15, and I look exactly like that. So that's just another oddity that I can't explain. <laughs> well, congratulations on the way. Loss. That, that's uh, a great accomplishment. Well, tell me about your favorite piece and why is it your favorite piece? My favorite one, I've got, there's so many different ones because uh, the ones that really come out with um, a lot of, let's go quote unquote sacred imaging is what I understand is the um, ones that have a, a lot of pieces of turquoise in it and I believe that I sent you a picture of that of the turquoise mask. Um, those are my favorite ones because the uh, person that took that picture really got some detail in it. Those uh, pictures that I do because there's um, the black twins that I've done, the uh, Quetzalcoatl mask that I've done. Though For some reason, those, I get up to 100 different images on there. So those are kind of my favorite because they come up with everything. And even to the smallest minute detail, that's what's cool about digital cameras now these days. It picks up everything. You know, whatever that's there, it'll pick up. And I can get, and when I start doing my pictures, I do it up to the strongest zoom level. Then I go back because I don't know what I'm seeing when I'm doing it. I do it as a mathematical process, I just go an eighth of an inch, an eighth of an inch, an eighth of an inch to the right, and it just comes out with something totally different. And those are the ones that I like because you get a lot of different things out of it. They take a long time to do, but man, those things come out with a lot of different things. A lot of different images, and, some, and you know, some recognize them. Some recognize them out of, uh, a lot of them are serpent figures, especially with the uh, Mesoamerican ones. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of serpent figures come out, which is, I mean, I can distinct that. There's one that I did that is that I believe is the one that I sent you. Really shows it out, and it looks almost like a, a religious figure. 
I don't know. I mean, I didn't do any more except do the manipulation of the image to create that. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's really interesting. It's just stuff that comes out. But that that series there that I do is really interesting. I mean, it, it's it's not so harsh because some of the images that come out of these pictures are pretty. I wouldn't say harsh, but it's hard for some people to look at because there's a lot. Of, some of it people might interpret it another way as being bad, but it's not necessarily that. Because I've done uh, imaging of the 9-11 towers, and there's a lot of stuff that comes out of those things, I tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they do. Well, you know, and I will admit the bubble glazer is a favorite of mine of your work, and and there's so many, so much depth to it, and and it does speak to you in different levels, doesn't it? Yes, it does. That's, That's what I've been talking about to a lot of people is it could be an inanimate object, but it still has life to it. And that's when I started doing glacier. Well, that glacier, that that one has a really interesting, you know, look to it. So I went ahead and did it. And there's another one that I have. It looks like a Norseman that's in there. I don't know. I mean, it looks that's a Norseman. How did it get in there? I mean, but that's what came up out of it. And it and it's just so interesting, especially the bubble glacier. I have a I have a um, geez, a twenty by thirty. And it's, I'm looking at it right now, and it's just a lot of people can see the same things that I'm seeing, which is that's what I'm kind of looking for when I started doing these images. Is, am I seeing the same thing as yours? And when somebody says yes, then I've accomplished what I've wanted. But wouldn't you agree that at times, John, I mean, art does speak to people in different ways? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. And, and, a, and a different style. Some people, you know, look at it one way. Some see it as another you know, it's all basis of interpretation, and, you know, that's free thinking, and I'm into free thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so into free thinking, it's not funny. So. <laughs> you can view and purchase John Longbow's artwork by going to ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com. Click on the Artist tab, and then on John's name. Contemporary Art Gallery Online is a number one source for showcasing tomorrow's art giants today. If you're an artist looking for gallery representation, please visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and click on the membership tab and follow the prompts. If you are a designer, architect, or volume purchaser, again, please visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and complete the volume purchaser request form on the left side of the home page. Again, to view John's stunning artwork, to re-listen to this interview, and of course purchase some art, please click on the artist tab and then on John's name. You've mentioned you've mentioned totem. Is that a, a process that you go through in your manipulation? Uh, no, that's just what it does. Um, all that, okay. uh, uh, if you look at um, the Northwest Coast uh, Indigenous Art, um, they're all basically, they all make up a totem in itself. Um, you see a lot of side profile art that what you do. But when the process goes on, it creates that. It creates the totem. You see heads on top of another head. or And when in the whole picture in itself, because you'll see this totem in the center, but if you look around it, there's more imaging that incorporates with that totem. So, you know, that's, I've, that's basically what I call it. That's what a lot of people see it as. That's what a lot of elders I now call it, elders from not just my region, but from other regions that I've presented this to. 
and just a, in a sense, like a totem pole, so to speak, but you're seeing it in a picture. And that's what it naturally comes up because when you do it rotational, left and right, um, and you rotate it instead of going from right to left, that's how I do it, it comes up with the same exact style of how it's done. Okay, I see. Well, I tell you, that, that again, it's very interesting. Uh, your art, your artwork is... It's certainly different. It's not it's not your typical artwork that, that uh, you would see, you know, in a typical gallery. And I, I find it very just fascinating, intriguing. It just speaks with these so many different levels. You mentioned earlier, is there a specific uh, camera or digital camera that you prefer to use, or is there other equipment? Is there equipment you use in your manipulation? Um, not really. Um, any type of good digital camera, you can. Take the, like a if you have a 35 that you're you're spitting out film in there that's fine too. Um, if you've got a scanner, you scan it out. Then you go into a. Uh, I use a very. I used to use Adobe products. I still have them. I use them just for color enhancements, and that's all I do with the pictures. Is I make the manipulation, and I just bring out the lines a little bit by just enhancing it with the computer program. But the ones that I do my main manipulations with is a an old JAF uh, program. That works perfect for what I do. That's all I use with it. And when I just do the manipulation and do the crop, do the sizing, take it to my Adobe and enhance the colors a little bit, and that's about it. Because what I'm trying to do with that is, one, I, I was approached by someone who said, well, you did this. And I said, no, I didn't. The picture did it. I didn't do it. The picture did it. <laughs> and I just took it and I, co I just enhanced it, but I didn't do anything else. You know, I'm seeing what it, the picture is portraying. And what I do sometimes, too, is, like, I'll, I'll darken an area or whatever just to show up one particular thing of the thing of the or the uh, edging of the picture, and that's about it. Otherwise, everything's pretty much raw, and it stays the way it is. I don't have anything to do except, like I said before, is just enhancing the color by the color. That's it, because the picture is actually making its own. Well, you'd mentioned the 9-11 earlier. Right. How does that speak to you, and did you see people? Well, how does well, that support speak with you? You know, I find the funny thing about that is, is um, there's a lot of good pictures of that being done. <laughs> I mean, there's just a lot of good deals that I just find it funny that, you know, oh, well, this is a good picture, but how do they <laughs> stand right there, right? There's one that it looks like uh, somebody's riding a serpent, and their arms are out, and it's distinctive. And in that series, I have 150 different images. And wow. what I do with those, yeah, there's just a lot, and that's just one picture, and I have like 20 distinctive good pictures, and it comes out with a lot of stuff coming out of the fire. The fire brings out a lot of what the picture captured, and what is there is what is there. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I, like I said, I don't know what that has to do with it because, the fire is the one that's actually the um, the spirit, so to speak. Um, but the picture in itself, what it captures, is a whole different thing. I don't know what it is that's coming out of there. <laughs> you know, what I mean, people can make their assumptions, but that's my theory on that is what it is for the time, and it's whatever that was let out at the time. So what's coming out is, I mean, you could say it's for all um, purposes for right now, um, a demon or, you know, a uh, the intent of the uh, situation. I don't know. What's there is what the picture produces. They're really intense pictures. <laughs> Those ones are really intense. They are. They are very intense. 
John, tell me, is there an artist that you admire and an artist that's influenced you in your work? I really like Salvador Dali. My mom was into Salvador Dali. And um, she she had a few, a couple small pictures that she bought when she was younger. And um, I think that's what kind of got me into doing this digital manipulation is kind of how his figures are and... and, different pictures. I don't know the names of the pictures, but there's there's just a lot of stuff that I like. Um, There's one with, like, burning giraffes and all that. I find those interesting. They're just really, really uh, different. And I also do um, manipulations on on art of Van Gogh's. I've done Van Gogh's. A lot of great artists that know how to paint this technique, because the technique of of decipherment of images... um, Catholic Church pictures, it tells you a lot of stuff that, that really was on the mind of the artist. I didn't send any of those out, but there's a lot of great artist ones that I have done. Uh, Rousseau, I've done some Rousseau pictures. That's another interesting artist that, you know, comes up with a lot of this. But mainly Salvador Dali, he was just, uh, I mean, just he was a crackpot, but, you know, his stuff was cool. <laughs> He has very interesting work. Uh, I believe it was about two years ago, uh, my wife and I were in St. Petersburg, Florida, and there is a Salvador Dali Museum down there. And just just interesting work. And and some of his work is quite massive in size. His his, uh, his art really does jump out and grab you, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. That's why I do a lot of the pictures in large format just you know to send to someone to actually get engulfed with it so they can see the whole picture i mean with everything that i do i always tell someone well look at the whole picture <laughs> it's got to be big but you got to look at the whole picture of everything and life situations musical situations uh, you know there's always something that's there and we're just small people <laughs> going into something that's a lot huger than what it is this is true this is true well, John, do you have any advice for those aspiring artists that are just beginning their careers? Just to do it. I'm very um, new to into the the gallery, so to speak, of art. My uh, I shouldn't say handler, but he's been doing a lot of handling for me. He says you need to get this out there, and he he he's, he works in art himself. He's a college. Uh, he works at a college in Massachusetts. He's got my first uh, art showing coming on on the 29th of August. He's kicking me out there, and it's you know, just do it. You got something that's good. There's no way, and if you suppress yourself, just do it. You know, don't suppress yourself. If you got something good, somebody likes it. Doesn't hurt to sell it to. Him. <laughs> um, right. Just do it. Just do it, you know, because if you don't do it, then it's the what if I did kind of situation. And don't be afraid of it. There's a lot of what I call lab coats out there. Don't worry about them. Just push them out of the way and just push and push your artwork in front of them. When you mention your show, share with our audience uh, the date, location. Um, where it's, uh, it's at the Canal Gallery in Holyoke, Massachusetts on August 29th, and it's on um, 380 to White Street, and that's in Holyoke, Massachusetts. And if any information that um, you want to get a hold of is uh, Billy Myers, and that's W-M-Y-E-R-S at smith.edu. And uh, the gallery is 413-532-4141. And that's actually my first showing. Well, congratulations. And I tell you, I wish you great luck in, in, uh, in your art premiere there. John, I'd like to thank you again for joining us this morning. 
I really enjoyed speaking with you today. There is no doubt in my mind that we will be hearing much more about you in the near future. Well, thank you for having me. I also want to thank our listeners for being with us today. Again, to view John's stunning artwork, to re-listen to this interview, and of course purchase some art, please click on the Artist tab and then on John's name. I would like to inform everyone that Contemporary Art Gallery Online has launched a monthly art contest. To compete, go to ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com, click on the Art Contest tab for additional information. And if you're an artist looking for gallery representation, please visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and click on the Membership tab and follow the prompts. If you're a designer, architect, or volume purchaser, again, please visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and complete the volume purchaser request form on the left side of the home page. An Artist Speaks is currently airing every other Sunday, so we will meet you here again on Sunday, August 12th at 11 a.m. Thank you for listening to us today, and have a great rest of your weekend.